Hello, hello. We are recording. I have no idea what episode this is, but episode. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> this could be like our 19th or 20th. Oh, Ridiculous. Alrighty. How did we get this far? I know. Mm-hmm. Cheers, guys. <laughs> cheers. Don't get cracked. Coffee cheers. Coffee is a drug. Mm. But welcome to Modern Day Hippies. It is a Monday. During the day, we all have off. So nice. This is to kind have of nice. Off. A different change. And speaking of drugs, <laughs> coffee, coffee. <laughs> we have a special guest today. She is our drug, Dr. K, <laughs> a pharmacist and one of our one of our best friends. Super close since oh. what? Um, high school. Yeah, we met in high school yeah. in a some crazy times, but that's another story. <laughs> a story for another time. But we also have a tinier little guest that if you might hear some, it's a uh, Tulio. Tulio. <laughs> Rubber dog number 15. I have no idea. No idea. But welcome to the show, officially. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited. Nice to be on this side. Uh, yeah, in the podcast side. Yeah, on the yeah. podcast side of things. But yeah, thanks for having me. I'm Alex. I'm a Dr. K, or yeah, I guess I am a doctor because I'm not licensed yet. I have to take my exams, but I did just graduate pharmacy school, so Woo. I know a couple things. We know a doctor! Woo. Oh my god, I can't believe we could say, like, yeah, I have a friend, she's a doctor. Like, <laughs> what? She knows shit. She's a doctor. So, pharmacy school. Yeah. Big sigh. Yeah. And how how did you get to pharmacy school, or how did you know that you wanted to get into pharmacy school? So I think um, kind of like stemming back to high school, I didn't really know what I wanted to do, and my mom just like, she's really good at kind of like deciding like where people should go, like what types of like paths they should take, and she was like, oh, you should like do pharmacy. And I never like thought I would do something in the medical field, but I feel like when you have a parent that's in the medical field, that like gene like passes down to you. So I was like, okay, I probably should. And I always thought drugs were really interesting. I just wanted to know like, how could like, you know, like there's always the memes of like, where does the ibuprofen know how to go? (laughs) Or like, how does like one little pill know how to like do all that, you know? And that's how it starts. And that's how it starts. There's so many questions. Because like, when you do have someone in the medical field in your family, it's like you're they're always talking about it. And mm-hmm. then I know like if you have someone in your family that has medical issues, it's like kind of easier to kind of jump in and feel like, well, I need to be here and do this yeah. for them. But yeah, no, absolutely. And that's kind of how my mom and I were feeling too. Because I was like, my mom, she's had a couple of health issues throughout her life. She was born with like a congenital heart disorder that she didn't know about until she's pregnant. You know, it's like, imagine going, like, your whole life, a quarter of your life, like, not knowing stuff like that. And so, especially coming from a different country, like, it was always kind of hard to find doctors that could really, like, listen to you and all that. Or, like, it was hard for her, you know, be, like, her own advocate, stand up for herself and kind of in in that way. And so it was nice because when she started being around in the medical field, getting to see patients and doctors and nurses, 
she was able to learn a lot about it and she was able to kind of put her health in her own hands. And so with me, it was kind of the same thing where like, I was like, well, maybe I should also put my mom's health and my own health in my own hands because our health is us. It's all we got. So it is important to take care of it. And I just figured I might as well learn some of this stuff. So I kind of know how to help myself, how to help others and just, yeah, really just put it in my own hands. That's awesome. Yeah. So do you recommend or do you think that we need more people to go to pharmacy school or become <laughs> doctors and like, to do that to advocate for themselves and their family members and the people around them? <laughs> kind of a little loaded question, but I'll answer all the pieces of it. Uh, do I think more people should go to pharmacy school? Um, it's funny because like in our pharmacy world right now, especially like my class, there's a ton of pharmacy schools, a ton of pharmacists being pumped out. Not that there's like not jobs for us because there always is, but there always could be more. There always could be more like residency positions, more jobs. So right now, uh, I don't, I don't think we need more people to go into pharmacy school. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> please, so please don't take our jobs. I'm just kidding. But I mean, if you're interested in it, of course, highly recommend it. Always, I think it's always, we always need more doctors. We always need more healthcare professionals. But if you feel like you can't put yourself through those years of like medical school, you know, because medical school is much longer. Pharmacy school is about four years, not including like your bachelor versus med school. That's you do your bachelor four years, you do med school for another four years, you do all this other training. So you're in there for like 12 years, eight, 12 years. So if you can't do that though, I just think, and that's what like as pharmacists and doctors we want to do is we want to like uplift our patients. We want them to put their health in their own hands as well, because yes, like we got you, but I was just saying earlier, doctors and pharmacists, like we don't, we have so many patients, we don't know everything about the patient off the top of our head. We don't know everything about your condition. And so it's good for you to kind of come in to an appointment or something a little educated. So you can kind of like remind the doctor what's going on or you can ask the right questions. One of my best friends, he had cancer and he was so great about looking up his condition, coming to each appointment with a billion questions and his doctor loved that his doc him and his doctor had like a really close relationship so always good to just like research things to ask questions we have to like hype up our patients to advocate for ourselves because like it really you're all you got we're we support you though as doctors and pharmacists mm -hmm. but it's good for you to put your health in your own hands go go to those appointments if you see something wrong go and i mean like if he hadn't if my friend hadn't been just like doing his own little exam on his body and paying attention to his body, he wouldn't have known he had cancer, you know? So pay attention to your body, advocate for your health and all that. Wow, I didn't realize how important it was to be, you know, I know to like take care of yourself, but if you do have like a condition or anything wrong with you, like at least research so you understand like what's happening yeah. and not just let it all up to the doctor and yeah. whatnot. Yeah, which you can. And yeah, obviously you that's can, what we're there but... for, our doctors and pharmacists, like we're, we're there to educate you, but it's you're always gonna get more out of something if you you know you give what you like. What's that phrase? Like you give what you take get. get or take yeah. whatever. Yeah. And of course, like we're always oh, here yeah. to answer questions. It's always just best. And and I know again, I say that with like a lot of like I feel like I'm kind of like walking on eggshells, of course, too, because like you you don't wanna you don't wanna trust everything you see on the internet. Of course. So again, like. That's why I don't, again, don't believe anything you say, but look stuff up so you can ask questions because we as mm -hmm. pharmacists and doctors, it's not that we know everything off the top of our heads. That's not the point. No one does. But we have the resources of where to look, what are credible um, places to look, what are actual good websites, what are good like resources, you know? And so that's, 
kind of why that's kind of what we do so like don't be alarmed you know if your doctor or pharmacist is ever like oh one sec let me look that up like we're not googling it we're not going on google like we all do in our daily lives like we have other places or we have connections where we can ask people who have been in experience for 30 years so like don't listen to webmd obviously um but just you know hop on google look at like you know, don't look at like news articles and stuff, like, but like orgs and stuff yeah, you know, just kind of get an idea um, or even like blogs of people's experiences. I know that's oh, always that's a good. helpful thing, especially like, let's say kind of bring you back to that cancer, like always read what other people are experiencing, stuff like that. So again, don't believe everything, but that's why you just come with questions because that's how you get the most out of like whatever it is you're doing or looking to do. Yeah. Right. So in pharmacy school with, with with your four years in pharmacy school yeah. you learned how to find these connections find these resources mm-hmm. how was pharmacy school for you pharmacy school you, <laughs> I know it's a lot because being a from lot. a friend like a friend seeing you experience all these things yeah I know it was a lot but even with COVID in like literally in the peak of COVID that's when you were yeah. in school I, wait and let's clarify so you did four years prep or three years prior to pharmacy school, so your total education is seven years. Yeah, exactly. So kind of, I guess, a little background before going into that. So I did undergrad for three years, and, um, you know, typically you do, like, three or four years to get a bachelor's degree, but for pharmacy school, I don't know how it is now, but at least a few years ago, you didn't need a bachelor's degree to apply to pharmacy school. You just needed to complete, like, their prerequisite classes. So I decided, like, whatever, let me save that, like, year of money. So I applied, like, my junior year of undergrad, I got in. So I skipped my senior year of undergrad, then I did my four years, additional years at UIC. So yeah, so pharmacy school, I mean, it's extremely tough. It's a, It was way different than undergrad. Um, really had to learn how to study, especially pharmacy. It's a lot of memorization, and a lot of people don't really know what pharmacy is. I mean, like, when we all think of pharmacists, all we see is, like, whoever's standing behind the counter at Walgreens or CVS, but oh my god, it is so much more than that. Um, Pharmacists are everywhere doing everything. I'll never forget when we had like a, a NASA pharmacist come speak to us. You know, NASA? Someone, yeah, like someone who literally was a pharmacist for people who go up into space. Like wow, and they were studying how are drugs uh, acting in your body when you're a billion miles like in the sky, you know? And so there's pharmacists that are like nuclear pharmacists, um, pharmacists in hospitals, of course, like yeah. industry, like the, you know, um, as Les, we all know, like Pfizer and stuff like that. There are pharmacists where developers, researchers, um, I mean, they're literally everywhere. So it's not just, it's not just those in, who are working in retail, although we love those people. We love Mm -hmm. those pharmacists. They do so much. God bless them. (laughs) It's a huge field. It's a huge field. And Mm -hmm. there's just so much to it that I didn't know about even going into pharmacy school. So it was nice to explore. And my school was really good at like giving us resources and like telling us all the different paths. They really pushed us to be involved in all that. So that was great. But Yeah, so I kind of, and it was interesting for me because I came to pharmacy school with like zero pharmacy experience. A lot of the people that I were, um, like that were in my class had been working at Walgreens for four years or working at CVS. As a pharmacy tech. Yeah, as technicians. Mm -hmm. And like, they are really lucky that they did that. I just kind of, I don't know, I like didn't really know exactly what I wanted to do. I just felt like that's where I belong as pharmacy, so I, that's why I kind of jumped in. I didn't have that experience, but so I always felt like I was like a little bit behind everybody because as a technician, you're always seeing the drugs, you know how 
get familiar. Yeah, you just get with familiar the names with them. and yeah. like the talk, like speaking with the pharmacist at yeah. the end, and but like how to speak to patients even and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So I felt like I was a little bit behind, but I mean, didn't stop me. It was it was really hard. Regardless, it was hard for all of us, regardless of if we worked in a pharmacy or not. Well, I'm done now. <laughs> it was a lot of a lot of studying, and I mean, like it's so much memorization. It was a ton, and during COVID, I'm not gonna lie, I felt like really lost because I felt like prior to COVID, I was very like disciplined. Like I was basically like never at home. I was always after class because pharmacy school was like a lot like high school. You're in the same one building from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. You're with your same 150 people every day and you're in that building eight to four. And after 4 p.m. I'd go to the library with those same people. So it was, we lit, we had locker rooms. Like it was very much so like high school to me. Wow. Um, so then when COVID hit, not seeing anyone, not leaving, having online class, studying at home, not going to the library, being at the house where I used to like never be. I really like lost myself. Like I lost my routine. I lost everything. I didn't know how to study. I didn't want to. I didn't have to like wake up and get ready. I like laid in bed and did my classes. We all just kind of lost like motivation and all that, but it was horrible because like we had to learn this stuff we were going to be helping out like we were going to be like the leaders of healthcare in like two years you know so how do you find that motivation when you're like anxious about covid we didn't know honestly at the time like i just felt like i was like cheated out of my education and like i said that all the time like i just felt like covid really robbed me of that high quality experience that you get in school and even though they my school did like, a really good job for. yeah <laughs> kind of basically and my school did a great job at like adapting and I know all these colleges did but I don't I didn't learn like that I couldn't learn just at home watching lectures I didn't realize how much I learned just being there so that was rough and it was rough because a lot of the stuff it was like oh this is optional now this is virtual this is open book and although again they when they say something is open book yes, we should be studying this, yes, we should be knowing, but yeah, exactly, it's just like that lack of motivation, like how do you get yourself to study for an exam that's open book? Mm -hmm. That's really rough, like for example, my infectious disease course, they were struggling to like adapt how to figure this out, so like, well, you know what, like we're just going to make it open book, which was great because infectious disease was like our hardest class, but oh my god, that's our hardest class, Yeah, I should, and I feel like I'm still a little behind on like my antibiotics and all that, so COVID was really rough. COVID kind of took away like our patient care experiences. We weren't actually able to have like our once weekly rotations where some of our like, they're called rotations, these like experiences where I actually go to a hospital or go to those pharmacy sites to like learn from experience. And like some of those were canceled because they didn't know what was going on. So people had like virtual rotations. I did. And that was like, I was miserable. I didn't, I didn't learn anything. I didn't see the patients I wanted to see. So yeah, pharmacy school and COVID was really rough, but the next year, because I had it, yeah, for like two years, so then slowly as things started to at least, I don't know, get better, I started to have like my patient experiences back, and the other thing, UIC and like our pharmacy school is like heavily involved in the vaccines, so like I helped vaccinate thousands of people, we delivered, I don't know, they said during our graduation, like hundreds of thousands of vaccines like yeah. hundreds of thousands of people wild. which was wild. great wild <laughs> did you say i said why but then i meant, I meant wild oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah so like a whole lot we also were i think like our my school was connected to a hospital so like that hospital did a lot of trials clinical trials for like the j and j vaccine we were doing a lot of research in covid my friend, she was in like a project where she was doing like how covid um because we as i don't i mean i don't know if we all know but covid really affects your blood for some reason like it affects like the clotting and 
just like the coagulability of your blood, I guess. And so um, they're just finding that in people, how a lot of people with who got COVID were starting to get like heart issues. So they were studying like what COVID does to your blood, like should people take like a blood thinner? So a lot of cool research came out of it. <laughs> in your opinion, do you think during COVID, did a lot of students drop out or was so, it, did, were they pretty good about staying? Well, so from my class, the older students, I was in my second year when COVID came. Um, half, I was really close to the end of my second year. And so I know my class, like we were okay, but these poor like first year students, can you imagine? And especially like that next year when we were still in COVID, all these first year students coming in and school was virtual. They, um, you know, they didn't make friends. They weren't able to come in and meet their teachers. They were doing pharmacy school at home and they were struggling so bad. They did not have that yeah. school experience. So yeah. I know that a couple of those pe incoming people did drop out because I'm sure they were just, they were struggling. And like yeah. they, I, I did, like the school did say that like, you know, it was hard like with their grades and all. And of course, like things ended up getting better. It's just like it was hard for everybody. It was a learning right. adjustment yeah. for everybody. I can't imagine having to do a virtual clinic yeah. and like learning how to put a needle in an arm or like, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, yeah. Like people who are like nurses or doctors yeah. like had their little virtual simulations. Yeah, no, it's it's Jeez. Yeah. that's so crazy to think about. I'm truly so grateful that I finished school mm -hmm. in 2019 before the pandemic and I can only imagine for like students worldwide like my just, heart breaks for people in college like especially right. like especially even like undergrad or even high school kids yeah. man high school middle school elementary school all those kids they had I all know they had such a rough time not even having like like you said you have your cohort your yeah. 150 kids that like you worked with every single every day single you day. had projects research all mm -hmm. of this stuff those are your and study partners exactly oh, yeah. and if you can't even meet them or go out with them the struggle was fucking real and yeah. I just I saw it in like all of you and like all of your friends that yeah. did that and even everybody else that had to drop out or not even be as excited to go into school yeah. and from what you were saying it sounds like you did have some easy parts of it because of COVID like open book and yeah. whatever but like you don't want that at the no. end of the day like yeah you're like oh thank god something yeah. in the moment but we're all like super passionate about the field we right. all want to be the best possible pharmacist that we can be COVID kind of made things easier in school but like that's not what we want we don't want school right. to be easy we want to be the best honestly though COVID did really make us like just strong people like we learned how to deal with a crisis like in a global pandemic in hospitals that's like, so true all these nurses doctors everybody who worked in like hospitals these healthcare heroes they are heroes because like that was that was so scary. Like, mm -hmm. I'll never forget on when COVID was happening. I was on, like, my rotation or whatever. I was on the floor, and, like, it turns out like, everybody on my floor, it was, like, a, a neuro floor or something, they had, like, a COVID outbreak, and it was so scary. And, like, just they were like, oh, no students going in the rooms and all that. Like, it was just so scary. And all the nurses, you know, that passed yeah. worldwide, the doctors, it's, it's so sad. But Right. And, like, two years now, like, two years later after COVID you know, this is now, we're, we're reaching our new normal, yeah. and you're out of school. What are the paths after pharmacy school? Yeah, so after pharmacy school, there's a ton of things you can do, and that's why it's a little overwhelming. So one of the paths that you, you could do is just, you know, get a job. And like I said, there's so many different jobs you can get, but some if you want to, if you feel like, you know, you're over, you're over school, you're over the training, you just want to work and start making money because we're all broke and very much so in debt. You could start working at a lot of different places. Um, I mean, the one that just pops into mind first is just like 
retail pharmacy or community pharmacy. And so that that's one, and I know that there's a ton of others, but the path that I wanted to do was postgraduate training. I personally, although I learned a lot from school, again, I just, although my rotation experiences gave me a lot of like good experience, I feel like I just want more training. And so that's why I decided to do um, something called a residency. And there's two kind of postgraduate trainings that we as pharmacists have, and that's residency and fellowship. A residency, it, it's like one year, it's really intense. Grey's Anatomy. And, um, yeah, I don't, <laughs> <know if> <laughs> I don't know if we have any Grey's fans here. I've actually never seen it, but... What? Um, <laughs> I know, I never have. But, so residency, so doctors do like a billion years of residency because doctors train a lot. Residency is paid, it is uh, paid less than the pharmacist's salary, which is unfortunate, but you're basically, you're doing everything that a pharmacist does, except like kind of like under their name, under their supervision. It's still training, um, but it's very rigorous. It's a year, it's extremely difficult, but it's usually like hospital-based. So you're doing it in a hospital. There is actually community pharmacy residencies. There's like clinic residencies. The one that I got placed in though is a hospital one because you have to go through this crazy application and all these interviews. But so yeah, so that's a residency. And then a fellowship is a little bit different. That's kind of more on like the, the research side or the like industry side. So like the, the pharma industry, you know, like AbbVie, we might have heard of AbbVie has a headquarters here. And yeah, so that's if you're more interested in going into the industry. I don't know much about that one, but those are two paths you can take. And yeah. So you go to residency? Like, yeah, so I was matched uh, to a residency in Washington State, which is nice because my boyfriend also kind of was, or he got into his fellowship in Washington State, so that's exciting. I'll be there for a year. We'll see how it is. Pharmacists usually do one or two years of this training. I don't know if I'll do a second year. I probably will. I know myself, but I don't know where I'm going to go, but I kind of just wanted to explore the West a little bit, so I applied to out-of-state programs. So proud of you. That's awesome. Yeah, that's You're rough. Amazing. It's really competitive because, like I mentioned <clears throat> earlier, um, we have a ton of pharmacists pumping up, just not enough of these residency programs, so it is really competitive. That's it's so amazing. crazy. The process of it, too, you had, like, oh my gosh. multiple interviews. When I say mm. multiple, I think, what, 11, 12, 13 yeah. interviews, <laughs> and it was, like, literally watching her go to all these fucking interviews and it's insane. Like, yeah, all this competition. Yeah. And you have to, like, make presentations and yeah, all that, Yeah, right? these interviews were, like, at least, like, I'd say an average, like, six hours long. Um, my shortest one is three hours. My longest was, like, eight or nine. And, yeah, it was really long day. Fortunately for me, they were still virtual. Actually, I don't know if that's fortunate. I don't know if I would have preferred <laughs> to meet them in person or not. But at least I didn't have to fly anywhere. Um, normally, yeah, I would have to fly to all these places. That's wow. I don't think I, I would have applied to as yeah. many if I had yeah. to fly. Um, all, that, all that extra money that right. just flying out. Exactly. Did you do any research oh, while yeah. you were in school? Oh, yeah. Um, so my research, I was really, like, when I came into pharmacy school, I really, I mean, I thought I, I was going to say I thought I was interested in, I still am interest, interested in, I just don't know what I want to do yet, but at the time I really thought I wanted to do stuff with, like, infectious disease. Um, I don't know if the pandemic has changed my opinion about that, but I really liked like all that. And so I was like, oh, like, I kind of find like HIV really interesting. I don't know about like most people nowadays, but there are a lot of people that I've talked to because that's how like the media made it seem where people thought HIV, if you get HIV or AIDS, you're, you're done, you're dead. Yeah. That's just how a lot of people but, like, see not it. Not anymore, actually. Not anymore. And like now with our treatment, like if you have HIV, you can live just as long of a, a life. And like... Granted, of course, like it is, a, it's an infection that stays with you for the rest of your life, but like you're not, 
you're not it's not it's it's really different it doesn't happen it doesn't define you and and not that it ever did but like it's now our treatments like really just they work and they're great and so I was really interested in learning more about HIV and so I started to do HIV research specifically actually I was looking at so when I met my like research preceptor she was an HIV pharmacist and she worked actually in like the telemedicine and this was before COVID so she was actually like a telehealth telemedicine pharmacist before COVID and she actually did her work in the um, Illinois prisons which is really cool yeah Um, and so within the prisons I mean there was also a decent sized HIV population and so that's how she was able to kind of bring those specialties together and one thing her and the other like HIV pharmacists noticed is with our like really good medications we have now one of the these like potential like side effects that they were noticing is like weight gain and so my research was just looking at whether our new really great medicine has that kind of guess kind of negative side effect as people wanted to call it of weight gain so I looked at that for a while, and research takes forever, guys. I, I didn't right. know that research yeah. is like... That's what I was like. It takes it's years. We're not going to add this in, but that's why I was like, with COVID, they like just threw out all this stuff really quickly, right? And yeah. then they're like, okay, that's, here And that's we why go. people were skeptical about it. Yeah. 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 Yeah, but no, so research takes years, and of course, it just depends on like how much you want to do with it. My preceptor was like the best, and she really wanted our research to be meaningful, so she was constantly encouraging us to go further to go to more conferences to present our posters at more conferences so that was a lot of fun but yeah no uic was like really good about research it was a good experience wow yeah research is crazy yeah yeah would you say that was like one of your favorite things that you researched or yeah so i I sticked with kind of hiv i did like another project in that same population it was just whether like we did it like whether polyvalent cations interact with this drug class and polyvalent cations are just multivitamins, Tums, because that's a calcium, magnesium, whether that was interacting with that drug or like if that made a difference on like their viral load, how much HIV they have. I liked my like weight gain project better though. We just, that was like our baby. That's the one we started with, but I stuck with HIV, but I mean, our school did a lot of really cool projects. A lot of my friends, um, Bianchi, yeah, like my favorite one that my friend did was like that COVID one because it was very real. It was really yeah, in the moment. Like, <coughs> like, really cool to see. But I mean, yeah, for sure, research was like my favorite part of school. Definitely. You smarty pants. <laughs> All right. Um, what would you say that one of like your greatest challenges throughout your pharmacy journey? We definitely talked a lot about it. So I'll just kind of briefly mention it again I really just think it was COVID COVID and like adjusting my learning to like home-based learning trying to stay motivated and trying to like get get over this hump of anxiety about COVID not knowing what's going on and being scared for my health my parents health like are we what's going on with this virus what is it balancing that versus like school do I put my health first or do I put school first how do I stay motivated, but also work really hard because I'm going to be a future healthcare leader. I need to mm-hmm. learn all this stuff. So it was just so much anxieties and like beating myself up that I'm too depressed to study or too depressed to get up. So it was just a lot of getting myself, like finding who I am again. And like, I think I never fully like found myself again, but I'm definitely there. And I think this residency will help me a lot too to finally kick it into gear yeah, and like yeah. really learn so much more for sure in a different experience a different setting and yeah you know yeah. Just, and just actually start over not start over but start new start new and like finally have patience in the mix you know yeah because like, yeah. I'm gonna be like the thing about residency is it's just you're really independent and that's scary but I, I know I need it yeah mm-hmm. amazing you got this sis thanks oh oh 
Hi, guys. Hi, thank you so much for listening to the episode with Dr. K. This is a part one episode. Stay tuned for next week for part two. We're going to go a little bit more in depth with the pharmacy world and drugs. So stay tuned, listen in, check out at Modern Day Hippies Podcast on Instagram. And that's all. Okay. Have have a great week. Bye guys. Bye. Hey guys. Thank you so much for listening to Modern Day Hippies. To help support our podcast, leave a five-star rating. It doesn't seem like much, but it means the most to us. Follow us on Instagram and visit our website at mdhpodcast.com. Leave any comments, suggestions, and questions in our connect box. We love you, modern-day hippies. Oh, oh.